0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello. Welcome. Let's chat. Is hard. You want to talk? I know. That's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this oh. out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? Hey. Hey there easy it's amazing if you think about it let's think this about
1: this strange i have some thoughts about that life is hard trauma bonded
0: i know so much about sharks
1: you should have showed up prepared with like 10 facts that you didn't know about I've sharks. i've got
0: facts i've got facts all right go the biggest shark is the whale shark everyone knows that what do whale sharks eat? Whales. <laughs> okay, then maybe this is something that not everyone knows. But like krill, like they, they don't eat like seals and stuff, but they're the biggest sharks and they have tiny teeth. They're filter feeders. Oh, wow. it's cool. Okay, i uh, not excited about that. So a lot of attacks that happen get blamed on Great Whites because of the movie Jaws, but a lot of the attacks are actually uh, made by bull sharks. Aren't tiger sharks the most aggressive? Yes. And bull sharks, really. Also, sharks don't actually like to eat humans. Yeah, they're just taking a bite to taste. <laughs> We've got hands and we're like, that's how we can explore stuff. But they don't. And so they have to use their mouths. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say, Harvey doesn't say what kind of sharks his was does he he doesn't
1: and i was curious we will be posting pictures from the ordeal on tih instagram oh the day after the release and there's a couple gnarly leg pics oh okay okay welcome to trauma bonded i'm ellie westberg and i'm here with Therese garcia Hello. And today we're discussing, this is actually happening, episode 301, what if you were attacked by a shark, or drug into the darkness, or something, because when we're recording right now, the title isn't complete yet.
0: Oh, wow. I was going to say, that seems <laughs> like a, that title just goes on and a little on. A fatty. I don't maybe know. just maybe the cutty. beginning part and just kept going. <laughs> That's my thought i mean whatever you guys are the experts as of this recording
1: the uh title hadn't been decided on but that was sort of a little amalgamation of things that had been thrown into the ring so uh and here's your synopsis harvey grows up in midwestern america close to family and landlocked wow though he's curious and like a boy his mother keeps him in line and he walks it carefully. When he is young, he loses his teenage cousins in a terrible drowning accident, putting him up close with death and the idea of his own mortality, and witnesses the toll it takes on the people who love them. After building a family and career, he turns his adventurous nature toward Hawaii, falling in love with the serenity of the ocean and the sea life below. On one circling excursion, he comes face to face with the eating machine of the sea, a shark which bites his leg and attempts to drag him to the depths. Harv punches the beast, able to escape, but now is left one-legged and weak, trying to get back to the beach. God sends him an angel named Ray, who rescues him. His surviving the attack reinforces his love of God and family, and he eventually is able to return to the water with a newfound respect and adoration. He's left resolute he'll never be defined, by an old idea of masculinity but embraces a new vulnerability he's discovered that can only come when death is so close and full disclosure i am the showrunner for this is actually happening blah 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 and t knows nothing about anything she comes in fresh this show trauma bonded is for the listeners a space where we can talk about each episode digest it and reflect on it with empathy and also a bit of levity that's trauma bonded T, what stuck out to you, the heart of Harvey's story?
0: Hmm. I'm going to go for one word. That's going to be two words today. Uh Uh-oh. I was just going to do that one, but I really feel like I'm going to do the two. And might be a bit on the nose. But it really did. He put it on the nose, too. Yeah. So I'm going to go with I'm here. Oh. Right? I'm so captivated. God. I mean, just hearing those words, right? I'm here. When you hear it. Okay. Let's start with this. When you hear it when you're getting attacked by a shark or you've just been attacked Mm. by a shark, it does, obviously, as he did, feel safe. Right? You're feeling safe supported you're gonna get saved like instant relief yeah instant relief but when I hear it you know if you're having a hard time you're talking to somebody mm. when somebody is like hey hey I'm here yeah it also is just that connection because it feels like they're sitting with you in in whatever you're feeling as well it's you're that idea alone. like yeah you're not alone you're and and this person's present yeah but yeah of course for the help that he felt in that m- moment, kind of helped him kind c- of acknowledge his own vulnerability where he did have to depend. I was carrying you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's with the whole masculinity thing. Uh oh. Right. And we, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but oh, yeah. He, there's strength in his masculinity, his independence, ability to fix everything. But this idea of I'm here. And that feeling of someone f- there for him and just the idea in general of like being there for one another, I think is a powerful one to know that that interdependence is really a great, a great way of, of, of thinking as well. Interdependence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to avoid codependence because that sounds bad.
1: No, I think you're right. And I think codependence is something different. It's like a diagnosable. Yeah.
0: That's why I didn't want to say that.
1: But interdependent, I think, is fair. We all have a measure of that. It is interesting how he says that masculinity is, it's meant to be lonely. I've never really thought about that. But when you do think of the trope, there is a lot of solitary, solitude that seems to exist in and and around that stereotype of what is masculine.
0: Well, yeah. I'd read this article about who do men go to mm, right, when they needed advice or to share something. Yeah. And it was all, it was, a lot of it was very much like, I'm going to deal with this on my own. It makes me think of Don Draper. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Talk about a very intro
1: facing man. I wouldn't call him introspective, but he was definitely intro facing. Uh-huh.
0: Wow, that's really good. Thank you. What was your heart of the story, Ellie? My heart of the story, T is also not one word. Wow, look at us. A branching out.
1: Um, mine is a sentence. A say a statement. Okay. Which is kind of jokey, but I I I termed it it's okay to have lady emotions.
0: Okay, you took another another route. You know, we think differently, and I like that about us. I do too. I do too. Lady emotions, you say. (laughs)
1: Obviously, he wouldn't say that, but you could, you could interpret what he was saying as something along those lines. Those ladies with their emotions. Their emotions. Uh, You know, he modeled the idea of what is masculine obviously from his father Uh to even say, I love you. And show affection was not modeled to him. He knew he, his dad loved him, but you know, at the end of his life, this whole dad doesn't say he loves me and hugs me. It was just considered, you know, this is just not dad's way. And the fact that Harvey came to a conclusion in those last moments, where he thought his life was ending or or when he got the, when he knew that he was going to be able to live again, he decided that he didn't want to be characterized that way. Oh, it's just Harvey's that way. Yeah. He wants his family to know that they are the reason he fought his way out of the ocean.
0: Well, that's what they say, right? Like your life flashing before your eyes. And it wasn't like his life, his life was his family. Yeah, that was kind of and him.
1: so why wouldn't you say I love you? Why wouldn't you say I'm proud of you as much as you can? Uh-huh. He really like kind of rewrites what he thinks of as masculinity in himself. And, you know, can't men be men and still desire to be close? And why does it have to be a lonely pursuit being a man? And why can't men be emotional and ask for help when needed? You know, these are things that we maybe as women think of as so elementary, but I don't think what, we definitely don't know what it is like for a man to be sent all these messages and to just, and to be shown a model that is not that way and to be able to arrive at these things on your own. I think these are truths that he'll never let go of. Because they've been attained on his own, um, and then if you just think about all these other little elements regarding uh, it's okay to have lady emotions, <laughs> you know he put he lets himself be put in another man's arms to be saved. Uh-huh. In fact, it it gives him so much joy and relief to be saved by, in another man's arms. But that picture of your mind that that paints just yes, it's it's in survival, it's in rescue. We see these pictures in war movies and and it it it, it is always this it's meant to usher in these rival emotions to the brutality of war or or tragedy men are are also humans and also just want to be in someone else's arms and feel saved. You know, and he even talks about worrying that losing his leg will make him less of a man. He wants to be perceived as strong and able to do it all, and it turns out that he can still be a man who can be weak and vulnerable, and losing a leg means nothing he as a person is enough for people who love him and it i think yeah it just seems so simple but it it is this beautiful realization to break that cycle and be expressive in his love and to be able to model, model active love now to his children he completely did that on his own like what an achievement
0: yeah no that's amazing but um i just also wanted to acknowledge like but that man i think can Be emotional as long as it's in anger.
1: Yes, that's the only emotion
0: they're allowed to show.
1: And allowed, yeah. And as a result, a lot of men express themselves in only anger. And they're fucking horrible people to be around.
0: Yeah. I was telling somebody just this week that I was watching The Family Stone on the plane and just weeping. I couldn't get through it. The Family Stone? I could only get through, like, 15 minutes. Uh, The movie, The Family Stone? You haven't seen it? Yeah. No. Why could you not get through it?
1: Ugh. Sarah Jessica Parker's character was all over the place. She couldn't figure out what her emoting she was supposed to do. And she just waffled between, like, I know everything and I'm so unsure about herself. Like, I couldn't take it.
0: Well, you should just watch the whole thing. Anyway, it is a comedy, Anyway, I was weeping the whole time. Yeah, my mom and my sisters got really mad. Yeah, I'm starting to get mad, too. But uh, I don't think I was like that before. I used to try to kind of hold it in a bit. Oh, yeah? So I was was telling somebody that, because they were like, oh, yeah, I'm teaching my kid to be emotional, but I'm really not trying to do all that. Interesting. And. You think your kids made you emotional? Maybe, but then it got me thinking about you, and you're always crying. You, I was going to say you and I have cried a y- lot. Yeah, you're always crying any it could be a total comedy. just crying. there's like one moment or something. you just I look over, you're just sobbing, and then it reminded me of your dad because I think we were watching something at your house when I was in Indiana. Yeah. And he also, I don't remember watching, but he was totally crying and I loved it. Yeah. And he wasn't like hiding it. He was like openly weeping. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, because my dad would never do that. Hmm. And I would have liked to see that, to know that it's okay to do that. I had to figure that out for myself, I think. My mom would be crying all the time, whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: It's fu- It's funny because I probably was really lucky to grow up with a father that was so emotive like that. Um, I mean, he had three daughters, of course. So yeah, it's it. not like he got to model that for any men. But, you know, it was just kind of a joke in the house. We all are a bit weepy in our family.
0: I really admire that, because people say when you're being vulnerable, it's not strong, and I think it's really right. strong to be able to like let them out.
1: It's like physiological, though, for me. It, it's like a it's like a mother who produ- produces breast milk. It just comes out of my body, <laughs> tears, salty discharge. Like I've always been a sympathy crier. Like in mm-hmm. class, I remember in seventh grade, she Shanda. Her name was Shanda. She was talking about like how her brother died or something. She just started weeping in front of the whole class, and I'm sitting next to her, just also <laughs> weeping, and like that's so good. so embarrassed because it just comes, it just came out. The sympathy crying.
0: Yeah. That that happened to me in seventh grade. Like somebody was going through a really hard time and had some kind of mental things going on and had left for like months and then came back and then described what it was like. I wasn't crying. I started hyperventilating because she was like crying. So I think the empathy is there. I don't know. I was like hyperventilating like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I think it was like trying not to cry. Trying not to cry. It was weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel something. Emotions. It's going to come out. It's going to spill out of me. And then I just I was like, uh, uh. and I was like, oh my God. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no tears or anything. Now, that was embarrassing. That's worse. And the teacher came and like gave me a paper bag. And it's like, dude, this person has come just for a little bit of time to like share what's going on. And I'm having this issue. Oh, it's all about tea. <laughs> um, Let's get back to the show. Uh Let's talk a little bit about Harvey. Okay, that sounds good. He's kind of a charmed life kind of guy. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, usually when we listen to these, it's not like that. There's lots of lots of Harvey's walking around, I think. Yeah. And of
1: course he had to face this trauma from from his own action, you
0: know. Well, he did suffer some, I mean, the loss of his cousins in the beginning of his life. Yes.
1: Yes, and I'm not, you know, we talk about this. I'm not trying to, it's not a trauma off. Trauma off. It's not a trauma trauma competition. I love Harvey. I did his pre-interview. I loved talking to him. He's a little, he's like a literally like just, just genuinely generous person and, um, he really, really is kind. He's he's like a he's a good guy. He's one of these good ones. He's one of these stories of a person who hasn't had much, like woe in his life, overall. Like, can I say that? And it's it's not a judgment about it, but I do think it might people might tend to think about that. But isn't he sort of what we want for everyone?
0: You yeah, know, to have like loving parents, a loving family, you're great with your siblings. To not face so much adversity that it's crippling. Yeah, you like climb trees and get to move to Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should blame him for that. I'm not talking about blame and there's no judgment. <laughs> no, I know you're not. I want to acknowledge that it's a different type of
1: storyteller than we usually have.
0: Yes, yes. Let's talk about the Doug cousins. Okay.
1: Also water, also drowning. Yes, yes, yes. Different sort of circumstances. What a tragedy. What an absolute tragedy to go through. And, you know, I think back then, anyways, the majority of teens died in car-related accidents.
0: Yeah, I thought that was tragic. And was it the mom's only kids? I mean... You didn't say. They didn't say, but it's just
1: awful to lose two at once like that in such a tragedy, you know, and his observations were interesting because he said, one, it made him think about death and two, he saw how it changed his aunt, which is just, or he said he saw in her eyes how she was never going to be the same or something like the that. Ter- the way he had, he characterized like in it. her eyes.
0: Fear. When, when, That's what it was when she
1: realized. Yeah, not. I think that was an interesting choice of words. Not sadness. Not grief. Not lost, Terror or fear. Mm-hmm. Almost like how do? You, how are? You, how will I go on now? I do. I am curious as to what happened with her, and how the family got through that. As a, I also lost a teenage cousin, and I feel like it really nearly destroyed, you know, her parents. And it was it was this thing that informed our family and still
0: does uh-huh. forever, for decades. Yeah. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have. A few times now. Oh yeah? Have you? Nope. Oh. We should go. We should do like a cruise. Cruise to Hawaii? I can't get on a flight right now with these kids.
1: You guys book the cruise. Oh. <laughs> Bring me along to help with child care. Oh, okay. So that's I'll how. I'll be there. Okay. Mm. This is how I'm getting I'm getting in on future family. That's AK. cool. Do you want the all you can drink package? I think so. I think so. I'll right? pay for that. I'll pay for the, that part of it.
0: Okay. Okay. Just throwing it I'll out I'll throw there. it out there. Okay. I'll throw it out there to Gwen. One would hate it. I know it would just be Gwen with the three kids, <laughs> and <then> us
1: off. <laughs> um, You know, Scott really loves Hawaii. Okay, so he's been there. He really t- he talks about it all the time. I would like to experience it one day. Uh-huh. And I love what Harvey said about the idea of the ocean speaking to him. Uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. That was really cool. Oh, one other tragedy. Eh in quotes, that happens to him. Or maybe something that was unexpected in The Matrix. Oh, this daughter gets knocked up. Daughter, yeah. Now, that's a hard one to deal with. Wow. I think. He, he sort of glosses over it. I mean, I think he says all he needs to say about it. Clearly, he was conflicted by it. In Clearly, what? it was something that wasn't planned and something that was concerning to him. But I love it that the ocean told him just... Love and support. Love and support. Love and support. Yeah.
0: Well, already, I think he's he's created an environment where she feels comfortable telling them. Yeah. Which I think is already a good thing because so many times I think you'll see that happen and you'll never the parents will never even find out because for fear of whatever getting in trouble or when the baby shows up they're gonna know. There are other ways, you know. Oh, you mean like... Abortion? Yeah. But yeah, you know, and then the parents never find out, ever. But it's like a huge thing that if you're close to your parents, or you know, yeah, it's crazy. She wasn't in fear of them turning her out. Uh-huh. Judging that... her,
1: yelling her. Yeah. It, or... it was unexpected, yeah. but she could. she knew she'd be able to count on them for love and support. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about golf. Okay. Yeah. That's a thing.
1: It's really hard for me to like people that play golf. You know, I've been thinking of taking up golf. Yeah. Because it's such a dude activity with all your dudes at work and your dude fist. No. You just called your office a dude fist. Dude fist. It's not a dude fist. Hey T, am I gonna see you on the links later? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... It's where business gets done. Right? <laughs> you're such a white man. Oh, my God. Just You're like... You're practically Henry Kissinger. Okay. <laughs> maybe burn in hell.
0: <laughs> I was just saying maybe i did take him golf. You took this a little... Like a dream. What a cunt. Are you talking about me? Are you talking about yourself? Got no golfers. Who's that
1: lesbian comedian out of australia
0: the one who did um nanette nanette hannah gadsby yeah hannah gadsby yeah
1: she does a bit about how golfers are absolute cunts that's really good
0: oh okay
1: (laughs) okay so i i'm also a cunt because i like almonds and they take a lot of water they sure do so i guess equals
0: okay Except that so, I, I don't actually golf, so you're actually wasting more water than I am. Okay, at this moment, our water meters are askew.
1: But if you take up golf, That's him. you're going to waste surpass mine. mine. Um, so God sends you a big fat sign that literally says, don't come in here. Yeah. And you ignore it because you gave yourself permission because you got to see the turtles. That's Harvey I'm talking about. I was going to say. See, God, people are always looking for God in some, like, mystical, spiritual, warm light to show up. But he does, like, practical things, like posts a sign that says, don't, you're not allowed in
0: here. And we disobey these things and then wonder where God went. It's taking a turn. I'm just going to ridicule. The storytellers now. It's mear. like Meh a... <laughs> meh really. Meh. I gotta see the turtle. You know, I've 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 swam with turtles in Hawaii. Wow. And I swam with sharks. Not in Hawaii. Oh
1: cool. You should go th- golfing there and
0: you'll probably run into horror when you guys can be best pals. That'd be cool. I think he's cool. You he don't like to you don't seem to he's like. He's so him. lovely.
1: What? <laughs> no, he's so lovely. He's so lovely, and I feel like he'd have a sense of humor if he heard me just taking the absolute piss out of him. Let's talk about the death moment. What goes through your mind? Was I a good dad? And where is God? That was such a powerful moment. I mean, I can't even just trying to imagine myself being pummeled by the waves.
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Whilst being injured and knowing that there is no way you're going to fight the surf to get back to the beach. And knowing that you weren't supposed to be there. So not it's not like a lot of people. Yeah, there's about, only a
0: couple of people around. You know, there
1: was only one person on the beach going in. And, you know, honestly, if I'm on the beach and just minding my my own business, I might not even notice someone that's in turmoil.
0: Even if you're staring at that person. Yeah, a hundred yards out from the shore. You might not even notice. You can't see, like, their
1: leg. Especially with the the waves coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think Ray is an actual angel? Because his rescue really is miraculous. Okay.
0: It really Where is. Where did Ray come from?
1: Was he the other person? He wasn't there before? Yeah, I don't know. If he hadn't been there and aware of the body in the water, Harv would have died. Yeah. So maybe Ray, you know, I always said, don't thank God, thank Ray. But maybe Ray was a little angel, thereby you could thank God. I mean, some might think that. I'm going to say it was Ray. When I I pre-interviewed Harvey, I feel like he, he told more of that story to me. It sounded like there was some sort of like construction event happening around that area, which is why these people were there that had some sort of skills that they did to be able to put on a tourniquet and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, because there's that other person that did that. That is pretty amazing. Just hearing him, how he went from hope
1: to determination, I mean, it really is such a turning point from darkness to light. You can feel, you can literally feel the relief come from him to just be in absolute turmoil like that. And it didn't sound like it lasted long. I mean, it was hard to say, but it didn't sound like he ever got to a point where the panic had passed and he was just resigned to his fate. It felt like he was still saying, I'm here, came in the throes of his panic. Yeah. What do you think about how he, after after all of his rehabilitation and surgeries and everything, actually went back to the ocean
0: to conquer his PTSD? Amazing. Would you go? Even hearing that right now, I probably wouldn't go. I won't go just based on what Harvey went through. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think he just still has so much respect for and love for the ocean and yeah, marine life. He wants to learn more about sharks. Yes, I love that too. He
1: does this open ocean no cage. Yeah, face his fear. And I love I love how he acknowledged that it's their place and we're just visitors. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I
0: think that's
1: such an important way to look at nature generally. So respectful. Yeah. And also kudos to Harvey, for giving up your law practice, (laughs) which means essentially that he gave up money for time. And I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that. He gave up money for time. And I think it's a hell, I, I admire the hell out of a person that changes their careers later in life or in their 30s or 40 at 40, someone that changes their career path at 40. Takes a lot of courage.
0: It surely does. But it pays off. I say go for it, y'all. Why not? I like that. Money for time. You know, Pam
1: Beasley says it in the office. It's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than at the top of a ladder you hate. You're not dead yet. I switched careers at 40. Yeah, I sure did. I knew it was then. Then or I'll never do it. I did it. Thanks to T.
0: Thanks to you. But enough about me. One thing I was thinking about. Mm. And they moved to Hawaii. I know. I love that. Talk about facing your fears. And saying aloud,
1: "I is it crazy to do this thing? Can we do it? And making a way to do it. So many people don't let themselves even dare to dream of something that they want and to say it out loud and make it happen. Why not? Why not go for it? It's very inspiring it really is thank you for listening this has been an episode of Trauma Bonded you can find our show where podcasts are kept if you like us please rate and review us on Apple or other places or reach out to us on Instagram thanks to Harv for sharing their story with us and giving us the opportunity to talk about it and thanks to this is actually happening team, including Whit Misseldine and Andrew Waits and the maker of our music and website Nathaniel Tremboli. And thank you to our beloved Kathy Seitz for editing this episode and Katie Cable for building those blasted Instagram posts. You can contact us at trauma pod official at gmail.com. You Wow! find us at Instagram at traumabondedpod official. Wow, that's not You helpful. guys, this is all written. This is all written in the show notes, so you don't have to, like, frantically, like... I do not even what know what you said. There's no way I and can find. You can go to our website at ChamaBadaPod.com, but we don't check it ever.
0: Uh, oh, again, can, story- can you check it? You haven't checked it? Ali. I'm going to check it right now. Why are you? Okay,
1: story tell- we're going to have a storyteller update and a comments episode dropping in the next couple of weeks. So stay vigilant, friends. We are trauma bonded to the story, to the storyteller, to the listeners, and to each other. Thanks for spending time with us today. Love you, T. Love you, Ellie. Good job. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank
0: you.